0: Hello and welcome to Minding Your Mind, our podcast is all about your mind and how it works and mental illness and mental health and with me is Professor Ian Hickey, Psychiatrist and Co-Director of the Brain and Mind Centre at the University of Sydney. we put off doing this topic for a long time but we've finally got round to doing an episode on procrastination, there's the joke. Um, we procrastinate when we delay something even though we know that delay Will lead to negative consequences. That's procrastination. Put it off, it's there, the fear of it kind of grows. Cleaning out the garage, doing your tax returns, studying for exams, getting a colonoscopy, we put them off. Then what happens? Ian, are you a procrastinator?
1: Some people think I should procrastinate more. Oh, really? And be a bit more, be a bit less impulsive. Oh, you're a bit
0: impetuous.
1: Impetuous, a little less impulsive. Yeah. However, it is because I hate procrastinating. Yeah. I recognize it when I do it that I've put something off, i put something off. Mm. Classically, one puts it off because one's trying to avoid making a mistake, getting it wrong, getting locked into something. Yeah. Where you know once you're locked in, it could go bad.
0: Or or, or
1: you could have missed out on something better.
0: Or if it's something like your tax return or cleaning up the garage, you just don't want to do it. Like, it's just boring and and there's all these, these, you know, it's fiddly and unpleasant.
1: Yeah. So I think that's that's an interesting distinction, I think, between the, there's some things that are just really boring and I don't want to do them. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, that's not really procrastinating because the procrastinating is the cognitive bit that goes with it, is thinking it over and over and over again. Getting. You know, just can't make the right decision, just can't really decide what to do, just can't really commit to what needs to be done Mm. in case I get it wrong case I make the wrong decision.
0: So so it sounds like it might be related to perfectionism. you know I don't want to start writing the essay because it won't be perfect or something.
1: Yes. if yes. I yeah, yes I want it to be better. and if I if I commit to writing the essay about this, then I'll miss out about writing the essay about that oh. <laughs> you know in a particular. Have kind you ever of tried
0: way. writing a novel? it's so it's, horrible. I'm say
1: for those of us who are writing things at the moment, James, you'd yeah. be aware of this. <laughs>
0: Well, just because – like, we wrote our book, Minding Your Mind, which is – An excellent book. Which is out, based on these podcasts. But it, it wasn't that hard because we'd done episodes and we, we just had to follow it. We had Follow a the episodes and do it. When you're writing a novel, you just get there every morning and there's a blank page and you think, what the fuck happens? I don't know what happens. What if this happens, but it should, something else should have happened that would have made a better book? And you just sit there staring. So it's procrastination. Yes, yeah, so writing choice. a
1: novel and – changing it along the way. Oh, I could go this way, could mm, go that way, mm. could do whatever else. You know, what to focus on. Should we stick with a particular thing? Will we miss out on something else in the academic world? I mean, should we stick with this line of research? But maybe we miss the other line of research. Maybe we should have done that one instead. No, we'll do the third one. Mm. No, we actually don't do any of them.
0: <laughs> and, and, and all of that stuff can make you anxious. And so it can be easier to just go for a walk and, and put off even thinking about what you should be doing.
1: So the distress or the downside of putting off... Is this mental torment bit that goes with it? Now, putting off till tomorrow some things, just to be clear here, I actually think is a good thing.
0: Me too, particularly sending that (laughs) angry
1: email to your boss. For example, do not press send Mm. at 11 o'clock at night after two wines or whatever else just because you're really angry.
0: Yeah, or tweet.
1: Sometimes, (laughs) or tweet, yes, sometimes don't try and solve something that's insoluble tonight. Your subconscious can help. Your brain is uh, actively at work. There's great studies of this of people who've got the answer in the morning who did not have the answer the night before.
0: I get it halfway through a run. For example? When my book is just completely stuck and I go for a run and then I try and send myself a reminder while I'm running.
1: I think it's another example. I do find myself, not that I really enjoy the long walk, but on long walks and whatever else, I often have sort of different thinking patterns which are quite different, dare I say it, I was sort of more creative, less transactional. I agree. What I, what I was really thinking that lay behind, because my normal immediate mind is filled with all the transactions I've got to do today, the diary with things to be done. But
0: also the pressure's off. Like when you're sitting there looking at a page, you think, I've got to make this decision and I can't. Adi-. But when you're walking, there's no pressure. So you're not, you know, your mind isn't clenching. Well, think
1: you're less tied up in the this versus that. Yeah. Right,
0: Just an idea comes.
1: We have an hilarious thing at home. Uh, if you ever go on Airbnb or those other particular things, right? I like to pick the first one that comes up. <laughs> really? Wow! <laughs> more or less, because I know what comes after that is fifty-five more yeah. that are actually indistinguishable. And But paralysis. then you get in, and then mm. you know one appears on one review to be better than another. And mm. now I know what lies behind that is a fair amount of random chance. <laughs> till you get there, someone's going to be good. Something better. Others will spend days, mm. weeks in case you miss out or in case you get it wrong or in case it's bad value and you should have known that in some way or yeah. other, you know. So it, it is important, I think, to recognise when putting something off is a good thing. Is it, some hard decisions, you know, being too impetuous, being too much just taking the first available thing is actually not a good thing. It requires some degree of thoughtfulness. Or well, the more important point you've made about running and I've made about walking, there's the difference in our ages, you know, he's running, I'm walking, you know, is – in being in a different mindset yes or even different time of day it's a, this is a classic actually go back to see the episode on body clocks mm. people make better decisions often first thing in the morning they've woken up they're awake it's clearer and the day goes on blah, blah, blah. and the end eleven o'clock at night they're trying to make some key decision they're exhausted they've had it the cognitive bit and they can't really mm.
0: they're
1: not really weighing up anymore right what's going on
0: yeah right yeah
1: and they can't resolve it
0: and and in fact the the Well, this is again me writing a book. The question of should Bob, you know, do this or that, my character Bob do this or that, has been overtaken by the question of are you kidding, thinking you can write a novel, you (laughs) dickhead? you're hopeless. So there's all this judgment coming down.
1: Yes, yes. so that's a very interesting. So sitting what you mentioned, uh, perfectionism and some degree of obsessiveness, but actually sitting next to the procrastination is this kind of often self-esteem
0: kind of. Issue. Yes. should oh, yes.
1: I be even oh. doing this in the first place? Yes. Why would I think I could even pass this exam? Why would um, I think I could even go for this job? Why yes. would I think I could even try and attract the attention of that other person? Should I do this? Should I ring her? Should I not ring her? Should I send the text? Should I not send the text? You know, what makes me think I could even engage in that process. So, you know, one bad circle leads to another. <laughs> mm. Self-esteem, anxiety, other starts to plummet,
0: which kind of raises the stakes on the original decision. I better course, get
1: this right. It feeds back on the oh my god, my whole world. Yeah. Could now if I get this decision wrong, my whole world could collapse. Yeah. And the Fairly weak foundations on which it's based will crumble. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the thing. So it's a really, you know, we're kind of making light of it, but people really do get stuck, and and they get stuck for a long time. It does quite a lot of psychological harm.
0: So I mean, there are. Let's take exams as uh, an example. Uh, at school, at uni, later in life, things that kind of are almost like exams coming up, tests of any kind, putting off study. There's a classic example: putting off studying until it's really late, and it's end longer to you, yeah. and and there's almost this thing of I've left it so late now. Is there any point starting now? Yes. I mean, what's going on there? They're intelligent people who deliberately put themselves under enormous pressure. And on the other side of that is deadlines are often good because, you know, there is this theory that work fits itself into the time available. If you've got four days, it'll take four days. you've got nine days, it'll take nine days.
1: So it's said that our society, linear in its time, is time management preoccupied. Yes, I've got four days to do that, and I certainly won't do it. If someone says to me, you know, the deadline, James, for the next episode of the next book we do (laughs) – is March next year? I'll go. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> see you in Fe- we'll do it in February. See, yeah. see in February. You know, we're not starting now. Yeah. now that's not really a great strategy. But in a time management sense, you kind of get it. I'm mm. going to allocate the time and, and a certain amount of time. Very rational. Very sensible. However, we we'll take the exam one. It's a classic for many young people. Fear of failure in the exam. If I don't do well in this exam, I won't progress in this course. I won't get into that course. I've let everyone down. In fact, I'm not really good at this anyway, and I think I'm afraid I'm going to fail at the thing, so I can't really start.
0: And everyone else is so good.
1: Everyone else has already made progress. I've already fallen so far behind. behind. There's no point in me starting now. I can't make good. <gasps> Everyone's exhausted. In the meantime, the activity is going further and further and further backwards. Mm in the classic change in high school education in the Australian systems towards continuous evaluation rather than the big exam, tries to get around the procrastination problem. <laughs> of course, you have to do it every week. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not sure it it's a lot better. It just creates more. Well, for some people, it just makes them anxious every week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For others, it tries to get around that problem of just the huge one barrier type idea. But so I think you often see these things about procrastination and, and self-esteem and feeling an imposter and feeling not capable really sitting under the thing. If you feel capable, pretty confident you're going to pass the exam and pretty confident in your time management and pretty confident you belong here anyway, you just sort of get on with it. It's not going to make that much huge difference. You know, I'll just do the sensible management kind of thing.
0: So a bit of a self-esteem thing.
1: I think it's a self-esteem issue. But it's also a – it is a way of thinking. Hmm. I mean, people are more reflective. Other people are more impetuous, impulsive. Just do it and I'll cope with the consequences.
0: Because a lot of people can write the essay – They just can't press send. They just can't
1: hand it in. Ah, So in my world of academic writing, I've lived with people in my life. Sorry, not live with. These are not people I'm actually living with. Just be clear about that, Elizabeth. We're not talking about anyone anyone I actually live with. But I have worked with people who cannot finish an academic paper. Yes. They just can't finish it. It has to be perfect. And they're terrified of submitting it to public review peer review in our world, because some people write back and they'll be, you know, I disagree with this, you've made a mistake, you've made an error, you've made a whatever.
0: I can't understand that.
1: Right. End result, never submit the thing. Mm. The world I'm in is, look, the peer reviewers will never say it's good enough. You never get back a letter that says this is the most fabulous paper I've ever read <laughs> and the authors are being to congratulate it on unless it's someone yeah. you're closely related to who accidentally reviewed it. You know, it doesn't happen. Mm. It is a critical process. It's a peer process. It's a critical process. There will be criticism. It's not perfect. Now, I'm old enough and pragmatic enough to say let's submit the thing and there will be criticisms and we'll respond to the criticisms. and guess what? Quite often, the criticisms will be justified. Yeah, they'll have seen things that we didn't see, and they see the world differently. And we'll have to change the tone, or redo the analysis, or do something. Fair enough, that's the process. But I've lived with, I've worked with people who literally could not submit the thing. I had to say to them, you, "You've got no future in this career
0: if you can't press." <laughs> you can't the do end. it. Yeah. It's a
1: surgeon who can't operate. It's the anesthetist who can't give you the injections. It's the dentist who's so. What you do you know,
0: again? What do you think is going? A lot, putting a lot of pressure on themselves, feeling that they're not worthy.
1: There's a strong perfectionism kind of element, but the yeah. fear of criticism, the fear of criticism, making the wrong decision and being subject then to the, the critique that arises. Yeah. So, you know, but it, but so it starts how, how with a cognitive style. How can you lower style. that?
0: How can you lower that? How can you lower that fear?
1: Right. How can so you deal it, with it? The, the thought then, as we discussed many times, it drives the anxiety. Mm. The anxiety goes up. The thought becomes more irrational, mm. more catastrophic. Mm. Catastrophic. What will be the consequence of the thing? So it's a classic for cognitive, your favorite here, for cognitive interventions. You've got to deal with the reasonableness, unreasonableness of the thoughts, like get it cognitively in back in check, yeah. see things in proportion. Yeah. You've got to reduce the anxiety that goes with it. You've got to do the relaxation. We were just talking about the long walk or the, mm. you know, my long walk, your fast run, you know, to be in a different oh, then, mindset. Yeah to actually reduce which and and what I like about you emphasizing exercise is that they actually reduce anxiety you don't always have to do mindfulness or lie down and do nothing often by doing something you'll physiologically relax and lower your anxiety and then have more reasonable thoughts about what needs to be done to move to the next step
0: and, and maybe you know uh, gra- graduated exposure that we've talked about in other episodes rather than going straight to submitting an academic paper or whatever it is, start submitting some smaller things, if there are such things in that world, that provoke less anxiety and get used to it, build up.
1: Right. So one of the trainings for young academics I work with is great exposure of exactly that sort. Mm. Right. First, don't give it to me. First, give it to somebody else who's- Give it to a friend. So you're somebody, a little, yeah, somebody you're close to and whatever else. Yeah. Improve it. Don't send me the first draft of the thing that's very poorly done because I'm fairly critical- I'm going to send it back saying, you've got to be joking. This can't go anywhere near an academic oh. journal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because once it goes out with my name on it and everyone's name on it, we're all in the public domain. So mm. Then internally, we will often engage someone who is more critical but is part of us. Mm. I, got, I got an email the other day to someone saying, please read this with your most critical eye. <laughs> I went, great, yeah. you'll do. <laughs> you know? And we'll fix it up and we'll improve it before. So it's absolutely a graded exposure. Then we'll submit the thing. So sometimes with more junior people, I'm going. Okay, here it is. Now we're going to stick it out there in the public domain. It ain't perfect, but we're going to roll with the punches because mm. that is the next way along the process. And trust me, when you're in in as deep as I am in this business, you're going to get a lot of other. You know, most of what you do will be subject to criticism, but it'll be improved by that criticism, and mm. we'll improve what we do, and we'll change. That's an okay process. Just not doing it, just getting stuck in your own internal world. So most people who procrastinate also get stuck in their own head. They don't really want to tell people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Everyone
1: else can see it, but they don't really want to tell people that's what they're doing. Mm. They don't want to expose their internal cognitive fearfulness. Mm. So graded exposure? You bet. Absolutely. What's the type of decision
0: making? And and also, the more you're criticised... You know, if, if you are a procrastinator and you submit something and you submit an essay and you get four out of ten, it really hurts. And then after a while, you kind of get used to it and you treat it more transactionally, don't you? That one went badly. The one before that went quite well. You know, ebbs and flows.
1: Well, in a particular domain, four out of ten for that or in another domain, or you do it again, eight out of ten. Right, mm-hmm. So the evidence starts to be, well, it's variable. It's not always a disaster. Sometimes yeah. it's no good. I've had things rejected. That thing should never be published. It's rubbish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Other things, that's pretty good and, you know, a bit of more polishing here. So you come to the more realistic set of expectations that actually surround you, only by exposure to those particular things, by getting it out there and actually transacting with the world, getting ideas. So in classically structured problem solving, get the problem out there what are the pros of the situation? What are the cons of the situation? If you choose X, what is really likely to happen? If you choose Y, what is really likely to happen? What is the best decision that you can make okay. at the moment in the face of the available evidence?
0: All right. So what, what, so we've talked about kind of handing stuff in, if you like. What about when people start studying for an exam that is three weeks away, their anxiety spikes? And whenever our anxiety spikes, we want it to go down, and when we stop studying and watch a show, it goes down. What what advice?
1: Nah, is but when del- the, So that's one. You could go down by avoiding. Yeah, you thing. don't want to do that. When that's I'm, bad. Avoidance is out. Three weeks from the exam, avoidance is not going to help. Yeah. A structured plan is going to help. Right. So what degree- Half an hour a day. Yes. I'm not going to try and cover the whole course in the next 24 hours. Look,
0: I haven't been- <laughs> That's what we do, actually. We, we, we chunk it, don't we? We think this whole thing is too much, whereas if you just think, I'm just going to get on top of one unit.
1: Yep. Someone I was very close to once who'd failed to um, read any of the books required for the high school certificate with three weeks to go. (laughs) He had a marvellous strategy though. Okay, what is it in each of those books that I need to know that's going to be on the exam? Yeah. I'm not going to read all the books. (laughs) It was marvellous. And you could actually, you know, sort of dummies chunk it. You could find it out. Mm. Get the chunks together to actually do the thing. Mm. Start with the thing. Now, immediately, most procrastinators will tell you once they did the first thing, and they actually did a bit of what they did.
0: Got a bit of confidence.
1: Their anxiety went down. They felt a lot better. That mm. terrible feeling of putting things off started to go down. Once they'd done the first one, then the next day they could do other. So, structured planning of chunking, of breaking things down into their elements and working their way through it reduces the anxiety. So three weeks out from the exam, what are the things I can do over the next three weeks? What are the bits that can do? And, you know, if I do all that, I may not get a high distinction, but I will get a credit, I will pass. Realistic set of expectations, what can be done, what ability do I really have in that particular area, what am I actually good at.
0: And and sports people talk about this to the extent that it's a cliche, but it's one of those cliches that actually is true. (laughs) Process, not result. Just focus on the process. Don't focus on whether you're going to win or lose. Don't focus on whether you're going to get a good mark or a bad mark. Don't focus on your tax return, whether you're going to get a refund or have to pay more. Uh, Process. Trust the process. Yeah. Do the work.
1: What I was saying about academic reviewing is really that. Trust the process. That is a process. Put them in, get reviewed, respond, trust the process. Thing will get published in the end, Mm. you know? Mm. Sports people, I think, are classic for that. They all focus on the prize, the goal, that they win, you know. But anymore. anymore. anymore, every one
0: of them now says it's all about the process.
1: Because they've learned,
0: sports psychologists tell the sports them. Sports psycholo- yeah. well,
1: they do, and the reason the sports psychologists are right is, guess what? It wins. Yeah, they actually get. They say, "Oh, it's not about the result. It's not about winning. It's not about the world championship. It's all about the world championship. It's all about the gold medal." But the way to get there is
0: to pretend it's not. Is, to pre- is the process is to trust the process. Similarly, passing exam.
1: Similarly, passing exam. Those people pass lots of exams successfully. Just trust the process. Mm. So their own sitting behind that. Their own self-esteem, their own self-confidence is quite robust. Yeah. I've got the ability. I am capable of winning the world championship or the gold medal or whatever. But what I need to do is engage in the process, not get distracted by irrational thoughts, catastrophizing, Mm. and importantly, anxiety.
0: Well, that leads me to this. Can being a procrastinator be the visible tip of a very big mental health iceberg?
1: Yes. Chronic procrastinators, really bad chronic, often have really anxious thought patterns, really dysfunctional thought patterns. Mm. So it doesn't just apply to the exam, it applies to all sorts of aspects of their life where they go over and over and over again and don't make decisions and then don't derive the benefits of doing it. Yeah. So a whole lot of things are avoided, a whole lot of things are put off. They drive everyone mad because they want to discuss for the 15th time the same issue. <laughs> Mm. So it alienates others too. You never had those discussions where the same person comes in with the same discussion again? Really? Yeah. Didn't we discuss that last week? Didn't oh, we yes discuss I that have. two weeks ago? Yeah. Are you still, didn't we resolve that? <laughs> I can't stand in my world. Didn't we have that discussion three weeks ago and decided, because I'm yeah. a bit more impetuous here, because I don't really have time for having the same discussion three times to do that? Awesome. We'll and the person goes, yes. But I left the meeting and I rethought it and I didn't really go, and I went home and I go, what? I thought we'd moved on. I thought what, we'd resolved
0: it. One of my rules, if is if I have to have a difficult discussion with someone, I say this. Well, I either say to myself, or sometimes even say to them, "This is going to be a difficult discussion. So let's have it and then never have it again. <laughs> let's have it once and, <laughs> and work move out on. what we're going to do." and we'll, we'll stay here as long as it takes to that, then we never have to talk about it again. It's
1: very important. Another part of your legal world, James, which I really like, is the mediation type idea. Yes. Okay? We're going to go into mediation. Now, whatever we decide- That's it. That is the Done. decision. You don't get to go back to the court again. You don't get to re-prosecute the yeah. argument. If you agree to mediate, which will involve compromise, that is the end, and we can move on. Mm. I think that's a most marvellous legal it's process. Very human-centred. That's distinct mm. from other legal things which are more conceptually-centred and create conflict, win and loss. Mm. But you have to agree that's it. You cannot re-prosecute the case.
0: So, listen, there's some procrastinators listening because the Apparently. episode is called <laughs> Procrastination, so no doubt. Some people are listen- listening do procrastinate a bit. We've just talked about how an obvious symptom, procrastination, can be the tip of a mental health iceberg. We're, we've shared some strategies to address the procrastination, that being A, being aware of when you're doing it, B, structure your activities and timetables, C, don't think, break the thing down into little tasks. It. But if it's the visible tip of a big mental health iceberg, what else should they be doing?
1: Well, then I think this is where cognitive behavioural therapy comes into its own yeah right actually learning strategies to control your own thinking patterns and then actually having behaviors that feed back to reduce anxiety so this the tip of the iceberg the, the iceberg is really chronic anxiety that's sitting up for a lot of people based on very dysfunctional thought patterns so they have the things we've discussed in the past like catastrophizing and overgeneralization and to a large degree to some degree low self-esteem mm. sitting there in particular ways and so I actually think this is where very skills-orientated behavioural therapists, cognitive behavioural therapists come into their own because it's, really it's really a cognitive style that is very non-productive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really one, you know, putting, as I say, differentiating it from putting off till tomorrow. Not, not, the other side of the coin is being very impetuous, very impulsive, can mm. be, causes harm. Yeah. Some complex uh, decisions require longer thought and reflection and discussion with others and one doesn't want to rush. Mm. When faced with very complex decisions, one doesn't want to rush to simple solutions. But actually, for a lot of this stuff, which is everyday life's, you know stuff that's causing a lot of distress, if the iceberg really is very dysfunctional thought patterns. So I think it taps into what, what a lot of this podcast has been about. A lot of people are unaware of the extent to which they drag around dysfunctional thought yes. patterns. Yes. Throughout their whole life and because just think their normal. they normal.
0: What have they got to compare it with? What have they got
1: to compare it with? Doesn't everyone, think, doesn't everyone think this way? Or everyone should think this way? Mm. No, we never get anything done. But more importantly, you're causing a great deal of distress to yourself. Yeah. And life could be better. And I don't think a lot of procrastinators realize the extent to which they alienate others as a consequence of it. Oh, right. Yeah. They're so stuck in their own head going round and round and round. And others have lost interest a long time ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know? true. Because the tendency of procrastinators to drag others into it. Right. I'll just try that. I just want to discuss this with you yeah. for the 113th time. Mm. Okay, no, I don't want to. And I didn't really think it was that important anyway. Yeah. You
0: know. I so don't care. care if the new staplers are red or blue. Don't care. I don't care. I don't
1: care. <laughs> I don't care if we have a staple or a photocopier. I don't care.
0: You know, it's really frustrating. It's a good strategy to say one day we'll be dead? I mean, in the sense, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. In 100 years, you won't be here. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, I think it taps into the priorities things. In, in life, yeah. small things, being overwhelmed by small things, small decisions as if they're huge, mm. and missing the big things. So I think the other thing is procrastinators miss out. They miss out on many good things, being yeah. stuck with the small things. Getting preoccupied with, with things that are trivial. Or, uh, well, to others are trivial yeah. in the wide world. But, but perhaps even in their own emotional life, they're not that important. The big issues, the big issues, so I guess are not w- getting attended to.
0: One of the take-out is don't it can seem normal, yes. But try and be aware that it isn't normal. That it is, is a, to a degree off extreme behaviour. Yeah. yeah, And if you address it and can take some steps to rectify it, that might be difficult, but life will be better. Yes, hmm.
1: yes. And and I think many procrastinators have quite poor quality of life and quite poor social relationships because they're stuck in these redundant thinking patterns. that are not very productive against what people say really matter in their lives. And where real risk is, you know, the other thing about procrastinating is sometimes you miss the real risk while wondering about where to cross the road you get run over. (laughs) Kind of like, Mm. you know, you're missing what's really happening, being focused on small things. You're missing the big things that are really happening. And then there's a kind of interesting thing where the part of it is an avoidance of the real issues. Like, so much mental energy is tied up in these little things. Right. What's really – your marriage is falling apart. You're losing your job. Right. You know, you're not being very
0: productive Hey, enough about life. me.
1: <laughs> you know, you're missing the big themes. Yeah. The things that are really worth – the complex issues, which do require thoughtfulness, right. or maybe you discussion thought with others. on what color vacuum – yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's an escape.
1: <laughs> it's an avoidance. There's a very active avoidance, mm. and it, it uses up a huge amount of mental energy to do yeah. it and and often causes distress in the thing. So There's can also see, a
0: fear, isn't there, of, look, if I really do commit to studying for this exam or going for this job and I don't, I don't get, get a get good mood mark, that is a, a big judgment on me. So in a way it's, yeah, fear well, back of to the self-esteem putting thing. yourself fear, up Fear, you got
1: it. You've, you're subjected, yes. Hmm. Fear of the wrong thing and that I will, as a consequence, be thought of badly or fail or whatever drives a lot of the things. So the fear of failure bit. Those, in a sense, in a more robust self, will say, oh, well, I'm going to fail a few times. I'm going to think stuff it. But I'd rather mm. take. I'd rather have the experience. I'd rather I'd rather try. Mm. I'd rather give it a go. So mm. I see this a lot of times. I've seen a lot in the academic world. I'm not going to do that exam. I'm not going to take that chance because if I can't be perfect, I can't cope mm. with not being perfect. So the perfectionism element in a lot of the worlds I'm in is really obvious. It's distinct from learning by the experience. Actually you do the thing and you don't do it as well as you might have done it, and you learn from that in order to do it better next time.
0: Do we need to do an episode on perfectionism?
1: Oh yeah mm. complimentary episode coming up on perfection. <laughs> perfectionism.
0: Yeah, okay, anything else on if you we procrastination oh, well, <laughs> well, procrastination, just just
1: the obsessive kind of thinking so I've, I've very really emphasized the psychological kind yeah. of therapy, but sometimes we it's part of a wider kind of things. Uh, there are medications at times that can help to break those thinking okay. patterns, particularly the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs, as well, the anxiety, help with not worrying so much over the same thing in, th- in, in thought pattern ways, which is really interesting. And if you change the behavior, as we've often emphasized, often you change the thought. Yeah. Those who try and change the thought to change the behavior often need to change the behavior. So if you, you need can to just
0: do it, get some help handing something in.
1: Yeah, do it. Chunk it. Do it. Progress and with it. And you feel better. The more times you do it, you can then go with the, I'm going to learn from the experience rather than being afraid of the experience.
0: Sorry, one more question. Being anxious doesn't make you necessarily uh, reluctant to seek treatment for anxiety. But if you're a procrastinator, you know, you might procrastinate on seeking treatment.
1: <gasps> I have had that discussion so much in my life. Why did it take you 30 years Yeah, to come and see me? Well, I was thinking about it, but I... <laughs> I decided it would be good. I decided it would be bad. I
0: was fearful of what would happen. <gasps> so how go, That's do you why combat that? Well, yeah, I'll definitely seek, seek help for my procrastination soon. <laughs> how do you combat that?
1: So I'm going to go the other way around. Just bloody go. Make no, help. There. If you know someone, I'm going to go the other way around. If you know someone who's in that situation. Help them. Many people, in this part of the world I'm in, when they start that conversation with me for the 15th time, assuming I'll join in, I go, no. You know what? You would be better off learning skills. It's not about this exam. It's not about that next job application. It's not whatever. It's the way you think. Mm. I'm a bit I'm a bit harsh, I think, but I often do say to people- Tough love? Yeah, well, this is the sort of thing. You're earlier really comment. People only know that way of thinking because that's the way they've always thought. Mm. They don't know that they can change. They don't know that they can learn skills to do it different. Yeah. Take the opportunity. So one of the great things about mental health awareness, and the sort of things we're doing right now, James, is to encourage people or- if there are people you know who are in the situation, encourage them to get assistance with these things.
0: Yeah, great. From a, from a psychologist. From somebody, oh,
1: from somebody who knows what they're doing, yes. Well, yeah. This is a skills-based thing. Well, in my world, there are many people who don't know what they're doing. They just think they're nice people. So if oh, I nice. hold your hand while you're procrastinating because I'm nice, you'll be better. Right. You won't. In fact, you may make it worse.
0: So you need a, skill, a, a skill, psychologist who has particular skills, skills to combat Yes, in
1: dealing with this sort of thought pattern. Yes,
0: good. That's procrastination. Mining your mind is supported by Future Generation Global and the generous philanthropic donations from families who support ongoing research into youth mental health. Further helps available from Headspace, Beyond Blue, Head to Health, and Lifeline. Google them or call Lifeline on one three double one.